Our first song this morning is Lord, we come before thee now. And I really want you guys to focus on the words of each song. Jesus is going to talk about them afterwards, but think about what the words mean. I think too often we sit and we just sing the songs. I know I'm guilty of it. Just singing the songs and not really hearing what the songs say. So let's focus on the words. Lord, we come before thee now, at thy feet we humbly bow. Oh, do not our suit disdain, shall we seek thee, Lord, in vain? Worshiping Him is a time for reverence. 
God is the creator of us, the creator of the world, the creator of the universe. We don't need ever to come before God in a period of worship with our minds in the wrong place, our attitudes in the wrong place. We need to tremble before him, as it were, since he is God and we are mere people here on the earth. Isaiah 12, 5 says, Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. As we sing here this morning, that's what we hope to do. We're singing to the Lord because of all the wonderful things he has done, and we certainly hope the world hears us. But one way the world hears us is to sing when we're not simply gathered here in the auditorium at Lindsley Avenue. We need to have our hearts full of joy once we leave as we have recharged here today. And in Hebrews 13, verse 9, we read, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were called for seemingly for all sorts of things. There were sacrifices for all different types of problems, sins. You had to do sacrifices, it seemed, nearly all the time. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. We mentioned this this morning in, in our Bible class. Jesus is the one and only sacrifice that is now ever needed. He, the sacrifice he gave for us, his life, his body on the cross, paid the price for the sins of each and every one of us. Never again will there ever be a physical sacrifice that is needed. Well, look at what the writer of Hebrews is talking about. The sacrifice that we need to make in addition for us today being our lives, giving our lives to God. The writer of Hebrews says, let us offer to God a sacrifice continuously, a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips. And that's what I want us to be focusing on here this morning. Our next song is How Great Thou Art. <clears throat> oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider Sings my 
and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. In the last month or so, the scientists have launched uh, the next great space telescope, the James Webb Space Telescope. And I'm, I'm very happy. I know an individual that worked on that telescope down in Huntsville. And it slowly made its way a million miles from the Earth, and it's going to be in orbit in a, a nice spot, a million miles further out from the sun than the Earth is. And it's going to be taking pictures of the universe using infrared. It has to be very, very cold to be able to see the world, the universe, in a different way than we see it. What are they going to find? That the universe is more great and amazing than we ever dreamed. Every time we look, we see the handiwork of God. There are rovers on the surface of Mars. God's handiwork is great on the surface of Mars. There are deep places on the earth and high places on the earth. God's handiwork is great here on the earth. God's handiwork is great in each and every one of you. We are created. We start off from simply one cell and then two and then four until we end up looking like we do. We, you, are the greatest creation that God has ever put together in the entire universe. And it's you that God cares about, that God loves. Look at the last statement here from the book of Jeremiah, this passage of Jeremiah. Nothing is too difficult for God. Whether that's pulling me or you out of sin, whether that's looking after you and making sure that he knows what your cares and concerns are, nothing is too difficult for God. God is indeed great. Let's take a moment right now, Phil. I'm sorry, Howell, Phil. It's a different Sunday. And let's go to prayer to this great God and Father that we have in heaven. And then we will continue singing. Please pray with me. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your blessings, Lord. We thank you for your nature. We thank you for this church. And we pray, Lord, your blessings on us as we worship you today. May our hearts be filled and our souls open to, to welcome you in, Lord, that, that you may be within us and we may be within you. Lord, we have raised those on our prayer list that we that we know means your saving grace, means your healing hand. We pray, Lord, that you'll be with them today. We pray for those in the Northeast that are uh, suffering through a tremendous record-setting snowstorm, that they may have heat, that they may have comfort, and Lord, lastly, we thank you for this, for this day. And we pray, Lord, that through our songs and our worship and our study of your word, that we will be Christians empowered by your grace to go out of here and spread the good news to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.
next song is Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. <clears throat> Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the Savior. Doubting God, or when we have a problem, we think the 
it seems like God is not there, we have come to that situation and been trying to think it through ourselves. The Proverbs writer here says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't be leaning on your own ways of thinking. If you find yourself in a corner, the best way out of it is to retrace your steps, to go back and put more trust in God rather than in our own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge God. Am I acknowledging God in my day-to-day -day walk in all the things that I do? Sometimes I get myself into a fix because I'm not acknowledging God in all that I do. Isaiah 12, 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Can we all say that, that I will trust and not be afraid? It sure seems like there's a lot of things to be afraid of out there in the world. The future present that involves growing I think and leaning on God not on our own understanding and I love that statement God is my salvation he's my hope he's going to be the only way that I will ever be saved and then in Matthew chapter 6 25 Jesus says therefore I tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Absolutely it is. These things are pretty important, but he doesn't say don't seek them, don't pursue them, don't have them, don't. He says don't be anxious because worry doesn't do anything. Another statement he makes a little bit later on, which of you by Worrying can make yourself taller. Can you add hair on the top of your head by worrying? Obviously, it doesn't seem to be working for me. Worry doesn't do anything. Being anxious does nothing. We need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. It really is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Next song is Blessed Assurance. <clears throat> Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, Oh. 
bodies washed in pure oil. Once we have done that, we can hold on without any swerve, without any motion, without any, ah, you know, it's, it's not going to, I'm not going to be able to hang on. We can hold on to the hope that we profess, that we talk about, that we all share. For he who promised is faithful. God will never let go, as it were, of his end of the rope. All we have to do is hold on to our end. He's going to pull us back home to be living with him. Blessed assurance indeed. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. We don't have to be worried anymore. Of, Am I a member of God's family? Am I in a good relationship with God? Am I going to go home and live with him if something should happen to me right now? If we're walking in the light like he is in the light, if our lives are living for him and not living for ourselves, the blood of Jesus cleanses us, continues to cleanse us from all sin. If we are members of God's family, let's sing it. The next song is O Thou Fountain of Every Blessing. O Thou Fountain of Every Blessing, tune my heart to sing Thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of
And even if no one else in this auditorium, no one else watching at home, no one else had ever chosen to do what they wanted to do. Suppose it was just me in the whole world for all time. Suppose I was the only one who had broken what God's law said, that I had done what I wanted to do, not caring what God wanted. If it was just me, Jesus sought, notice, he doesn't say us when we were strangers. When we were seeing that, you know, thou fount of every blessing, Jesus sought was a stranger wandering from God. Let's remember that phrase this week. All the time. Let's remember that Jesus sought me when I was a stranger. And he is the fount of every blessing. Look at James 1, 17 through 18. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth. All gifts, all good gifts, all perfect gifts come from God. And then there's this phrase in the middle, there's no variation or shadow of turning. It's talking about a sundial, where the shadow as the sun moves in the sky, the shadows change. If you were to look out in the parking lot when we came in, shadows would be going in one direction. You go out an hour later, they move. Even something as fairly constant as the sun causes change over time. There is no change with God. And so every perfect gift and every good gift comes from God and always will come from God. Look at the last phrase. Of his own will, his choice his choice, he brought us forth by the word of truth. When we surrendered our hearts to God, when we said, I'm going to quit living for myself, I want to live for God and be a member of his family, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Passage from Ezekiel 11, 19, don't read too often from Ezekiel, but I like this passage. God here speaking, I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give uh, from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Look at this for a moment. A new spirit I will put within them. When we become members of God's family, God's spirit dwells and lives within us. Don't you know, Paul says, that you are the temple of God and that God's spirit dwells within you? Peter says, we have become partakers of the divine nature. God's living in us. That new spirit within us must be because we now have a changed heart. Our hearts might have been a stony heart, unmoved on by what we have done to offend others and to violate things God has told us, a heart of stone. As part of that conversion, as part of that leaving the way we used to be and becoming a new person, a new spirit is put within us heart put within us. A real heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. 1 Timothy 1.16 Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He sought us when we were strangers wandering far from the throne of God. Don't forget that. Our next song this morning is when the Lord has talked to 
trumpet of the Lord shall sound, the time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the saints of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the rollers come up yonder, I'll be there. When the
if that does not describe me, change it today. Please. You too can have victory in Jesus. Everybody stand this invitation song. I heard an old, old story how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory! Thank you. 
this memorial supper of the bread and the fruit of the vine so that we can remember the sacrifice he made to give us life and how it will come up always again. We will now begin the Lord's Supper to remember Jesus' death, burial, Resurrection until he comes again. Let's give thanks for the bread. Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful for his bread that stands for the body of Jesus that was nailed to the cross along with our sins. We pray that you take of it now in a worthy manner. In his name we pray. Pray again. Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the juice and fruit of the vine that stands for the blood that Jesus shed so clearly for us, the blood that can wash away the sins of the world. And we ask you to take of it now in the correct manner. In his name we pray. the Lord's Supper and have the opportunity to help participate in the financial needs of this church, our congregation. Let's give thanks for that. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the many material blessings that we receive from you. You're so constant, so numerous, and so generous. We often forget that every good and perfect gift comes from you. As we now have this opportunity to return a portion of your blessings to the work of this church, we pray that it will be used in the correct manner and bring glory to thee and bring people to Christ. In his name we pray. Well, we've made it to the last song.
song that we're going to be talking about here. Uh, Evan will be leading in just a moment. It will be our dismissal song. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Strangely, the one constant there is in our lives is change. I don't know what the next week's going to bring for you. I don't know what it's going to bring for me. I suspect change. It won't be the same as last week. But when things are changing, when the world seems to sometimes sway, how do you hold on? The way not to hold on is to try to steady yourself. Lean on your own understanding, we read earlier. The only way to hold on is to hold on to that which does not move. And that's God. Romans 8.35 Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? The answer to that is nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ if we're holding on to God's hand. As long as we hold to his hand, nothing can possibly take you away. No change in your life, nothing that happens to you, to your family, to the town, to the world, nothing can separate any of us from the love of Christ. Again, I don't know what your week or my week is going to hold, but let's go into this next week with blessed assurance, knowing that God is the source, the fount of every blessing, and knowing that the way to get through this week, any week, any day, is to hold to God's unchanging hand. Let's sing that song as our last song here this morning. Time is filled with swift transition, not a breath on who can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal, hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Yes, Lord.